Good morning, good morning, fam. Good morning. Let us know that you're watching this morning. Give a few moments for everyone to tune in. Sorry, we're like a minute or so past. I have it's really weird on my phone. I have three different times that show up in my house right now. So I could actually tell y'all we're not late on one clock. We are late. On another clock, I'm late. So good morning, Marsha. Still in Florida. How's the weather there? It's and Florida. Sandra, good it's morning. sunny and it's rainy. And all Kelly, the same day. good morning. Every day. Every day. You're right. We've Every been day. there many times. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> good morning. Uh, who's on Instagram? Um, good Terry. morning, Terry. Larry. Yep. My glasses are so dirty. Good morning, guys. Yes. How's everyone's week going? We are middle of the week. Hump day. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, Sarah. What were you about to say? I was going to be immature. But anyways, I'm not. I'm going to stay mature, yo. I'm going to stay mature. <clears throat> anyways. Good morning. Good morning. All right, man. So morning, I'm, I am, I'm ecstatic this morning. I got like a lot of energy this morning. I'm very, very happy this morning. Had some great God time uh, this morning. And, it's gonna uh, wait way earlier. Than I, I do. I can. think I already have. I even have I already have my message squared away for the weekend. Which y'all, I don't. That doesn't ever happen. Usually, I'm at the end of the week getting my message squared away. But yeah, I have my message squared. I have a series of messages like <laughs> squared away. It's so awesome. He's like so pro. <clears throat> what is it? Proactive. Like productive. Productive. Early in the morning. Everything. I'm like, geez. Early in the morning. I got to be on top of it. If I want to preach soon, I got to like. Yeah. I need to be moving. Earlier the week, earlier in the week for me is busy though. So. All right, let's pray, and then we'll dive in. Yep. You pray. Yep. Got to thank you for this morning. Thank you for each person that tuned in. That um, there's a word for each of us um, that's listening this morning, and that we just get encouraged and blessed by this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sorry, I'm missing comments amen. here. Good morning, Angelica oh, wow. and Mom awesome. and. <clears throat> Tracy and Connie. Good morning, everyone. Sarah said, that's no fun. Be immature. It's hump day, Sarah. I guess it's like you get the right to be. It's every married couple's favorite day. <laughs> I told you it was immature. All right, moving on. Y'all just really lost. not lost, immature. You just but... lost uh, respect for me. All right, so, uh, you know, the scripture that we're going to hit on right now is in Acts chapter 2. And we're going to go with verse 24. 24 right? And uh, and I can't help but think of a song when I'm reading this, man. There's like this joy and this hope that's there. It's an old hymn. And it's like, um, my hope is built. Y'all remember that? My hope is built yeah. on nothing less than Jesus Christ. His righteousness, right? I, think I can't. I'm not singing. It's like, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All the ground yes. sinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But this is what it kind of takes me back to. So over in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 24, uh, <clears throat> uh, Luke is actually the one recording Acts. And he's recording uh, Peter's <clears throat> first uh, sermon. And this is the sermon that he delivers after he's been reinstated uh, with Jesus. You know, he, he had a chance to affirm his love for Christ. And so you have a guy who was once timid, who was once embarrassed of Jesus, stands up and publicly proclaims Christ in front of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And uh, and he gets to this, this spot right here. And I think that this is such a relevant 
point, this whole chunk of scripture right here, even for us today, yeah. it says in verse 24, but God released him from the horrors of death, re referring to Christ. <clears throat> and it says, and he raised him back to life for death could not keep him in its grip. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Verse 25, it says, and then King David said this about him, about Jesus. He said, I see that the Lord is always with me. Y'all go ahead. We're going to have some church. Say always with always me, y'all. So I see the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave for you have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. So, uh, <clears throat> so David, this, this is referencing uh, what David had spoken about in, in Psalms. And it says on here that David wasn't referring to himself, that David right. was looking forward to the cross. So the Old Testament saints looked forward to the hope that would be revealed in Jesus Christ, right? And his righteousness uh, through the cross. So they look towards the cross and us as believers, we look back on the cross, right? right. So the cross is, is the hump day of, of time, right? right? It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. And so those in the old look towards it. Those after the cross look back on it, right? And so <clears throat> what I love about this is this is referencing Christ's thought process about going to the cross. When Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was under such immense stress and pressure. The Bible says as he prayed, uh, uh, he sweated uh, uh, droplets of blood, yeah. right? And so he was under some intense pressure and 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 stuff. But but it wasn't that one moment didn't define his overall his overall uh, joy, his overall uh, uh, state of mind. And I love this because you get a sneak peek as to, as to what Jesus was experiencing. Right. He says, I know that the Lord is always with me. I wonder for us how that would begin to change our perspective or our perceptions of things or even change our attitude if we would own, like Christ did, this reality that the Lord is always with us. Yeah. Hebrews 13, 5 says the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. So if the Lord is always with us, then I have no reason to be shaken I have no reason to be shaken for he is right beside me. <clears throat> I can't help but if, think, but if we embrace that, what does that do for us, right? right. It allows, it doesn't mean that moments aren't absent, or it doesn't mean that, <clears throat> excuse me, moments are absent of emotion. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to get this uh, this light better here. It doesn't mean that moments are, are absent, absent of uh, lamenting or sorrow, right. but that that those are just moments. They do not they do not describe the overarching uh, uh, um, uh, position or heart or or uh, state of the believer. Right? right, because Christ never leaves us. Because God never leaves us. He's always with us. We don't have to be shaken. He said, "No wonder my heart is glad." When we sit on that and we recognize that and we meditate on that, it brings about a joy, right. a joy, a, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Philippians chapter four says that. Be anxious for nothing. Right. Don't worry about anything. Right. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for what He's already done. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It's the peace that does not make sense. Right. The world around you is going to hell in a handbasket. And yet, for some reason, you are steady. For some reason, you will not be shaken. Well, right. why? Because God is with you. And right? I think of the good thing to remember is that there will be things <clears> in your <throat> life that 
do get shaken. Sure. Like there are good things sometimes that need to be shaken off and you need to release. But it's that foundation. It's Christ. It's the going back to looking back at who or what Christ did for us and standing on that at the life of Christ and what we are called to do as believers. That is your foundation. Everything else can be shaken off and can be, you know, let go of. But it's when we go back and we recognize the heart of God and have that as our solid foundation that we we won't be shaken. We won't be shaken from what that looks like, from loving others, from uh, respecting others, from having grace with others, because that is the heart of God. Everything else, though, that is able to be argued about or thrown around, that's not where I'm going to, that's not the hill, I guess, I'm I'm willing to die on. It's the, it's the hill of recognizing the love and acceptance and those things that are, that are focused around Christ. Yeah, so he, so, <clears throat> so it goes back to, no wonder my heart is glad. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in his hope. Man, I, I'll tell you what, like when you don't have peace, in your in your mind, if you it's don't have hard. peace in your mind, yeah. you don't have peace in your body. No, I carry a lot of my stress in my back. So listen, y'all, yeah. this is a true story. I don't know if anybody else is like this or not, but I carry a lot of stress in my in my back, in my yeah. upper and my lower back. Yeah. And so when I'm stressed out, when I'm allowing the the cares of the world to to pull my attention off of Christ, I I pull muscles in my back very very quickly, yeah. and it can take me out for like two or three days because at some point my body just can't take it no more, yeah. and it's like something's got to give. Yeah. But he says, no wonder my heart is glad. My tongue shouts his praises. And I think it's awesome that yeah. my body rests in hope. Yeah. I think there's a correlation between being able to sing praises and shout praises yes. and your body being rest, your body coming to rest in hope. Right. And a lot of people feel that in different ways. Like you said, yours is in your back. Some yeah. people feel the tension in their, in their shoulders. Some people right. feel the tension, whether it's, you know, it can be in your mind, but it can create headaches. It can yeah. create gut issues and recognizing how all of the stuff that we think on, all of the the things that we try and put our hope in and our our you know our hope in right. is gonna be affected, and we're gonna see it affect our bodies because these this is the you know this is our body, this is the temple we've been given right. to live this life, and you'll you're gonna see it if you're not resting in right. that hope. Right, right. He goes on in verse 27. He says, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your holy one to rot in a grave. No matter how bad this situation gets here, he's not leaving you. He's not right. leaving you hanging. He's not going to let this this whole thing end in a, in a big bang. He's not leaving you. Right. And in verse 28, it says, you have shown me the way of life and you've filled my heart with, with the joy of your presence. <clears throat> so this is, again, this is David prophesying what the Messiah would feel, experience, and think. These yes. are the thoughts of Jesus Christ being revealed. And I love this because it doesn't just stop with Christ. In other words, it's not just Christ who, who can think this way, who can speak this way, who can have confidence this way. It's us as well. Yeah. What did Christ come and do when he walked on this earth? He, re he reintroduced us to a father in heaven, right? It, was no, it wasn't just God who you couldn't say his name. It wasn't this God who was way off in the distance. This was father. He kept saying, yes. you will be like your father. 
father who is in heaven. When you love, you'll be just like your father. When, you, yeah. when you're able to forgive your enemies, you're just like your father who is in heaven. You are a child of God. Yeah. And so just like Christ being a child of God, being a being a being the Godhead, God the Son, being there, he, just like he can anchor his hope in God and his faithfulness, so can you and so can I. Yeah. We can anchor our hope in the faithfulness of God, not in my faithfulness. Our, our, right. our anchor is not my faithfulness. My, my, my life can't be set up in my faithfulness. Why? Because I faithfully fail. Right. Right. <laughs> there are moments where I faithfully fail. Right. And, and yet God never does, never fails. Even in my, and we said this uh, on Monday, even in our unfaithfulness, he remains faithful, right. man. Right. And that's, I think, where we have to, just as individuals, as the body of Christ, is we have to, we have to anchor ourselves in that, especially in difficult times i mean and it's been months now that there's been a lot of difficult Good times gracious. for people and there's been you know a lot of talk about it, but the reality is, is we have to be able to anchor ourselves in this hope we have to know that god's right. not leaving that yes people will fail us yes people are going to be unfaithful yes people are going to say crazy things yes you're going to question people as to who's their you know connection to you may have that thought but remember that our hope is found in god not in other people not in other things like that so it's remembering that yeah yeah he goes over so like this whole thing and this this makes so much sense i don't know why i probably i don't know if i have or just forgot but but seeing this this piece of scripture right here where he talks about that very clearly yeah it's a it, this portion of scripture right here and then if you go down further in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 34 through 36, it says this, For David himself never ascended to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand. Um, you know, God the Father said, <coughs> excuse me, said to God the Son, sit in, my, in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet yeah. verse 36 says so let everyone in israel know for certain that god has made this jesus whom you crucified both lord and messiah now it's awesome because that these two pieces of scripture are actually the commentary if you would over uh, in of hebrews of scripture in hebrews in hebrews chapter 12 mm -hmm. hebrews chapter 12 says this Therefore, and this, this this is so good. I hope it's hitting you like it's hitting me. Maybe it's not because I've already been up for a couple hours and got plenty of caffeine in my body. But but listen, I, I think this is so good. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1, right here, start with verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Now watch this in verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Watch. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame, and is seated in the, heaven, in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think about that. Yeah. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame, and now he is seated in the place of uh, uh, of honor beside God's throne. So that one scripture, the commentary of that scripture is back in Acts chapter 2, verses 24 through 28, and verses 34 through 36. 
the joy set before him. It was the joy of being in the presence of God. It was the joy of, of being in the presence of God. It was the joy uh, uh, of knowing that, that that wasn't the end. It was the joy of knowing that God's never leaving him nor forsaking you. It's the joy of knowing that God's going to bring about a conclusion to this that, that ends well for humanity as a whole. And I think this is so cool. The, the phrase right here, because of the joy, yeah. the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. That, that word joy, that phrase, because of the joy right there, it means that uh, of knowing, of knowing, and it means yeah. of knowing you. The joy of knowing you, he endured the cross. Yeah. Scorning at shame and sat down at the right hand of God. What was the motivation for Christ going to the cross? What was the motivation? Was it that God just had to ha had to punish sin finally? He just had enough of it and had to punish sin? Was that the motivation for Christ going to the cross? No. The motivation of Christ going to the cross was to restore humanity to its original identity found in Christ. And it was to bring about a right relationship with God and humanity. That's what going to the cross was. And so for Jesus, he said, for the joy, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You are the joy. You right. are the joy set before him. Right. Yeah. You are the joy set before him. No matter how bad you think your life is, no matter how, how many people you think don't like you or don't love you, right. you are the joy set before him yeah. that allowed him to endure the cross. The joy of knowing you, the joy of being in the presence of God together, the joy of, yeah. uh, of being restored back to life and, and experiencing life. Mm -hmm. You are the joy. Yeah. You are the joy. Yeah. And, um, uh... Sarah, you were asking which scripture. This one that we're on right now is Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. The other one that we were hitting on in Acts was Acts 2, verses 24, 24 through 28, yep. as well as verses 34 through 36. Through 36. Just so you. Come on, somebody, man. That's exciting. Now, I don't care what the world's going to throw at you. You're going to have up days. You're going to have down days. I had three down days back to back last week, y'all. And yeah. I will say, sit here and tell you this. I spent more time focusing on me and focusing on my without and focusing on where I was instead of focusing on God, instead right. of focusing on the one who has promised not to leave me hanging, the one right. who has promised to walk beside me, the one who has promised to see me through. And because I chose to focus my attention on myself and my lack, I spent three days being depressed. Pastors get right. depressed, y'all. Yes. We're human just like you do. Yeah. I spent three days going, man, I don't even know what in the world I'm doing. Am I even making a difference? Am I even this? Right? Am I even that? Right. I wasn't my. I wasn't a pity party. I was. I was a pity party. Feelings aren't bad, but no. you can't. No, and it's okay yeah. to acknowledge. Hey, this yeah. is where I'm at. But then go yeah. back to what is it? What is what is the promises? What are the promises right. laid out in Scripture? What has mm -hmm. God promised you? Yes, you can experience these things. Yes. yes, it's okay. You need to sometimes lament. You need yes. to sometimes feel a heaviness. You yes. need to, but you don't stay there. No. You and, don't the, stay and, there. and let's be real, is it's it that can actually be something very foreign to some of us. And I know for myself that's been a foreign the idea of lamenting or any of that has been very foreign to me in the past because it's easier to pass over that feeling, to not have that feeling and just be like, but Let's just go right here. And so right. for me, I've had to right. learn and challenge right. myself right. to allow myself to feel, feel whether it's sorrow or right. sad, you know, so I had to, I've had to learn how to right. feel those things so that I can understand why things right. need to be changed. And I can understand the depth 
of change that needs to happen. Right. There's a scripture so, in Corinthians that says godly sorrow leads to repentance. Yes, it's a godly yeah. sorrow leads to repentance. Well, what is repentance? It's yep. the changing of your mind, right? So you can visit. I love that, Kelly. You said you just can't live there, right? Yeah. Did you quote me or did I say that? Or did you? Either way, it's a good thing. You just can't live there. You don't even remember you, what you I said. Don't, you can visit. You can visit. And yeah. sometimes you need to visit that moment. Sometimes yeah. you need to visit a moment where you face some of the ugliness, but you can't live there. Right. I love this. I, look, we got a few more minutes. I know I'm talking a thousand miles an hour. I can't wait for this weekend series. I can't wait for the series we kick off this weekend. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yes. I promise you to be awesome. Um, <clears throat> so go if you go back over the, to Hebrews chapter 12 real quick mm -hmm. and look what it says. This is really good, right? It says, since the, it said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses, to the life of faith. That means all the people who have gone before us, all the people who have walked our path. There, you know, this idea that we're the only ones, that no one knows what we're going through. You know, the Bible says that in James. It says, listen, you're not the only one. There, the people have, have experienced this yes. over and over and over yeah. again. He says, therefore, since you're surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, watch what it says here. Watch. It says, let us strip off. Now, I want you to pay attention. Let us strip off every weight. So if you're, you get your Bible, you can underline that right there. Uh, strip off every weight that slows you down. And it says, especially the sin that trips us up. So And not only trips us up, but so easily. Yeah, trips so us easily off. trips us up. So I think it's important because not everything that you deal with in life that, that brings about a sorrow or, or, or a guilt or a feeling, whatever, not everything you're dealing with is particularly sin. Sometimes they're weights. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're weights. Yeah. It says, let us strip off the weights. You know, Every weight. Acknowledge yeah. it, see what it is, and then strip it off. Yep. And it says, let us strip off the weight that slows us down. It doesn't mean you can't run your race. It doesn't right. mean it just makes you slower. It's like right. having ankle weights uh, around your ankles, man. Right. I used to use those when I was when I was doing martial arts, man. Yeah. I would put ankle weights on, and I would I would do my katas and stuff with my ankle weights, right, to build up some yeah. leg muscles. But it, I never could move as fast as I could without them, right? right? It says, so what is that weight? That right. Maybe What's you're that carrying? weight that's slowing you down? It says, yeah. let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us off. And it says, and then and then. Let us run with endurance the mm -hmm. race God has set before us. Now, so. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to say something? No, go. It's, I'll let you go. It, it, he gives us three things. A weight, a sin, a race. How do you strip off weights? How do you strip off sins? How do you run the race? Right. And he gives you the answer to all three of those is found in the very next verse. Thank you, Sandra, for, for highlighting that. I saw that's what made me think about this. You said, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. He says, we do this. We do what? Strip off weights, yep. get rid of sin, and run the race by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Yes. Why? Because he's the initiator of our faith, yep. and he is the one who finishes our faith. Yep. He is the one who initiates it, and he is the one who finishes right. it. Right. What I was going to say is, if you think about, if you know anyone, or if you are an endurance trainer, or runner, or bicycler, or whatever it is. I ran once. I've not done endurance. Yeah, I don't have that. Um, so... I think if you think about endurance training, it's not a quick 30-minute workout. It's not something that's just like this and you're done. It's it's an you it's you got to be prepared for the long haul. And you've got to know that there's going to come, come time, right? There's going to come times where you're going to get weak in that race. You're going to feel tired, you're going to feel worn out, and you're going to feel like giving up. But what are you doing during the long haul? 
during this race to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus because Jesus, going back to it, he's the he's the perfecter, the <clears throat> champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And so if our eyes don't stay fixed on him during the race that we need the endurance for, our lights keep flickering, guys. I'm sorry. sorry. Um, then that's when we we get sidetracked and we go off the path that is potentially the best path for us. We go off. So remembering when it's saying that I can't read it from here, it's talking about uh, to have the endurance to yeah, run with endurance, with the endurance, race. the race of God set before you is remember it's having endurance and training. It's not, it's not necessarily always easy. It's going to be times <clears throat> where it's going to be tough and it's going to, and it's going to look really hard, but what do we do in those moments? If yeah. we look to Christ and we rest in him, Right. The weight of the race yeah. is not ours. Yeah, everything, everything, everything comes back to Christ, right? It, yeah. it, your faith does not work apart from Christ. You can't must listen to listen to me. You can't muster up enough faith. Some people, some sometimes people will say, "Well, uh, if you need more faith, just quote the scripture. You quote the scripture. Just quote the scripture because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God." I get it. I came up in that type of teaching. Yeah. Listen to me. It's inaccurate. Yeah. Faith doesn't come by hearing particular promises of scriptures, right? Faith right. initiates and it has its beginning and its end with hearing the message of Christ. That's what that scripture right. says in Romans 10. Uh, it says, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the message of Christ. Yeah. Faith works when it's connected to Christ. That's the only way yeah. faith works. And that's why right. he said, let us run the race, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. This whole thing works as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ. This whole thing works only if our eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ. Right. If it's fixed on anything else, you'll you'll stumble, you'll get weighted down, yeah. you'll sin, yep. you'll 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 uh, you'll quit the race. It has to be fixed on Jesus. Don't man. get on the cycle and thinking the race is about performing, because that's what when you're talking about like the idea. Well, scriptures are great to to speak over your life, yes, but when you get in the cycle of um, almost making that a workspace yeah, it idea. Does. It's very, it does, yeah. it's very, it's very damaging. Um, right. And I'm only speaking that from being in that spot where I made, made things about my works. Well, right. I was confessing all these scriptures, Lord, and you didn't do this. I was doing all of this right. and I was doing the right thing <laughs> that was, that was told to me to right. do. And I'm not seeing results. Well, my right. eyes weren't focused on Jesus. My eyes weren't right. focused on that. My eyes were focused on what I was doing and, ha right. and ultimately was focused on my lack because right. I'm quoting a scripture based on the lack of what I wanted or the right. lack of what I didn't have versus on how good and how awesome God is and how mm -hmm. loved I am and accepted by him. So my focus became on me right. versus on God. Yeah. So. And I think too, yeah. And so I know we, we kind of went all over a little bit today, but no, I think there's a, there's a, there's a path. It all intertwines there together. Yeah. yeah. It, it's Jesus. there. It's good. Jesus. There it is. Jesus. Sunday school Jesus. answer. But I think even that, even that's true. Like we're like, so you quote scriptures all day long, but then go back and, and, and show you, go back and look and see how Jesus has given that to you. You don't have that to get that. You have that because he gave it to you. Right. Yes. And so, yeah, yes. that's don't good. Get, don't get workspace. Yeah. Man. Don't. All right, guys, that's, that is the Devo, man. We, that was like three Devos in one, but, uh, this is I, what happens when we only do three days a week. And yeah. There's so much in I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of digging the three day a week Devo, man. What do you guys think? And y'all y'all miss the five days Devos? Are you good with three day Devos? I mean, you know, Kim can do Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then then there's. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, <laughs>
we got a lot going on guys those are work days <laughs> it's really hard all right so anyways that's today's devo man share it with somebody yes, man Andrew, go thank you for saying that share it yeah share 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 and uh and encourage somebody this morning guys we yes. love you we're praying for you guys check it out man um you definitely don't you know we'll be back friday at 8 a.m yes. but you don't want to miss the weekend uh this saturday if you want to come out and hang out with us uh in person uh, you can come do that. It's 101 Main Street, yeah. 630 on Saturdays. Um, and if you want to tune in, you can tune in. It's good as well. Right. So, But with all that, guys, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. We'll go ahead and wrap up, and, uh, and then we'll see you on Friday. So, Father, we thank you yes. for your grace, your mercy, your goodness. I pray in Jesus' name for a great rest of the week, Father. And, uh, and Lord, we just thank you for, for helping us see Jesus in this moment. Father, continue to help us draw and fix our eyes on, on Christ and, uh, and what he's done for us and who he is to us, Lord. And uh, we just thank you for it. So, Father, we, I just bless everybody listening right now, everybody who's going to go back and listen, everybody who's going to check out the podcast. Father, I just speak a blessing over their life right now, that joy unspeakable will flood their hearts right now, Lord. Yeah. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. amen Don't amen. forget, Friday is Fun Friday. So we are still open to questions. If you have questions or thoughts or things you'd like for us to chat about, about send it our way because... We like, well, that was quite fun when we were doing that. It is. All right. So, <laughs> sounds All right. good, guys. We'll see you Friday.